brethren, the peace of the Lord be with you and welcome. We appreciate you and God bless you for being part of this program. It's a life-changing divine service brought to you by the Atomic Hills Healing and Deliverance Ministry. The Atomic Hills Healing and Deliverance Ministry is an interdenominational group made up of selfless, dedicated, highly gifted, anointed ministers from seven different congregations. This ministry is passionate about winning souls and biblically nurturing people through the word of God, holiness, faith, and prayers. Countless lives have been won and transformed through this wonderful ministry. Now let's welcome the leader of the team, Reverend Evans Fufi, for an unadulterated word of God, prophetic prayers, healing, and deliverance. This morning, welcome you specially to spend the day in his presence. Spend the day in his presence. It's a divine service that is brought to you by the Atomic Hills Healing and Deliverance Ministry, located in Ashaman Estate, Accra, Ghana. This is Reverend Fofier, the leader of the group. I'm reminding you that this program is being sponsored by our partners, our well wishers, and people like you. We cherish you and welcome you to today's program. Welcome to Wednesday, 21st October 2020. What peace we offer for faith? We bear a needless pain. I always tell my people that as for you, you know somebody that when you are in trouble, you can just pick a phone and call and pray with the person. There are some who doesn't have that option. If you are a Muslim and you have a problem, whom are you going to call? But Jesus has made a way for us that when you are in trouble, when you cannot go on with life, call him. Call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show unto you the great things you did not know. So if you decide not to call unto God this morning, if you decide not to call unto God this day, if you decide not to call unto God this month or this year, it is a needless pain you are going through. The pain you are going through, you are not supposed to go through. The pain has to come. The problem has to come. The suffering has to come. But your purpose is to channel the, the problem to somebody. He said, come unto me. All those who are heavy laden, who are tired, I will give you rest. Come unto me. Come to me with your burdens. Come unto me with your problems. Come unto me with your challenges. And I will carry them for you. Jesus is ready for you. So if you allow yourself to go through that problem, to go through that challenge, but bearing a needless pain, you are going to a needless pain, you are going to a needless challenge. It need not to be on you because there's somebody who has paid the price for you. You own a debt you couldn't pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. He is ready to carry the burden for you. This morning, we thank the Lord for your life, that you have realized that you have to come before the throne of grace for, the, for, for, for his power before you can move on. We thank the Lord for your life that you have accepted that without Christ you cannot go on. You have accepted that without Christ there's nothing that you can do. So you have come before him this morning. You come before him this day. You come before him this month that he will bless you. You are welcome. God bless you. This is Reverend Fofier. And today the Lord is here with us. And the Lord will make a way for us where there seems to be no way. God bless you. Open your mouth and let's thank the Lord. Open your mouth and let's thank the Lord. We are thanking God. We are thanking God together. Thank the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes. 
Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Oh, and do not forget. Do not forget his benefit, his benefit, his benefit, his benefit, his benefit. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Oh, in all our trials and temptations, you have been there. You are there for us. You are there for us. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this day. We bless you for what you are going to do in our lives. We bless you for your word. We bless you for your word of encouragement. You have encouraged us to take everything to God in prayer. To take everything to you in prayer. You have reminded us we should take everything to you in prayer. We thank you for all the lives of the people who are joining us from every angle. We thank you for what you do through their lives. We thank you for what you are here to do in their lives. We bless your holy name. Oh, Father, we say come and take your honor. Come and take your praise. Come and take your adoration. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Child of God, we are still treating trust in the Lord always. Even when your prayers seem unanswered, trust in the Lord always. Even when your prayers seem unanswered. In the previous episode, we took the study of Hannah that after she has been living for many years without a child, she didn't give up. She never gave up. She was always at the temple praying. Even though anytime she got to the temple, the rabbi will tease her, will irritate her, and sometimes she'll be crying. Sometimes she will not eat, she refused to eat. But one day Hannah decided to get up. She got up. And after getting up, she decided to go and pray. And the Lord answered her prayer. And we realized that if we only will get up, we will not sit in the pain, we will not sit in the tears. And we will know that there's a Lord that we can carry something to him in prayer. He will answer. We make mistakes. By discussing our issues, discussing our problems, discussing our challenges with people who cannot help us. There are many ears who are willing to listen to us, but not all ears can help us. Not all ears can help us. But we realized that Hannah knew where to take her problem to. And Hannah decided to carry her problem, her burden to Jesus, to God, the maker, the author and the finisher of our faith. That's where Hannah carried her problem to. That is where Hannah carried her prayer request to. Where do you go to? God encouraged us in the previous episode to come before him. We should never be discouraged. We should carry everything to God in prayer. So, Father, we thank you that this day, as we enter into today's episode, we pray that you guide us. You will touch us. You cause every impossibility to become possible. Then you turn our lives around. You turn situations around. Father, we know that today you are speaking to us in this today's episode, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you that you have answered our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Pray. Father, we thank you, and Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good. Precious child of God, today episode, we are taking the scripture from Isaiah chapter 40. Verses 28 to 31. Let us read together from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. 
Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? That the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't faint and he doesn't worry. He doesn't grow weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and will not be weary. They shall walk and will not faint. This is the word of God. Obiyan huni hunu mu enti ni hunu mwase. Na owo tumi onama niye wabre tumi. Emranti ye ebe paba. Emaba wabe titi ashe. Nesu waba mwotwe radye ni mnidi obedya huwa defufro. Na watu wakotu wanako wenimu. Se okote ye. Na ube tumi ka na omre. Na ube tumi ka na onshiasi. E radye simni. Pasha child of God. We thank the Lord for his word today. What you realize is that people think that when they are youth, they have enough strength, they have enough energy that they can do things on their own. But the battle that lies before us, the spiritual battle that lies before us, it doesn't matter whether you are a youth. It doesn't matter whether you are a young person. That's why the Bible says even the youth, even the youth shall faint. If you don't trust in the Lord and you think that you can trust in your strength because you are youth, you think that you can trust in your money because you have, you think that you can trust in your beauty because you think you are beautiful, you think you can trust in your certificate because you have gone to school, you will faint, you will fail. Because the battle of our warfare are not canal. But the Almighty true God in pulling down our strongholds. The battle that lies before us are not canal battle. That you go and use your beauty, you go and use your experience, you go and use your certificate to go and fight that battle. So even if you are youth, you will faint. Even if you are youth, you will fall. So he said, even the youth shall faint and be weary. But only those who trust in the Lord, who wait upon the Lord, who take the Lord as their rock, the rock of ages, my dearest rock. Those who take my dearest rock, the rock of ages, as their rock, as their Lord, they shall renew their strength. It means that the strength, you can go weary for some time. But anytime you grow weary, you have to go and renew your strength. And that is the essence of waiting. And that is the essence of waiting. This scripture was written by Isaiah. Before we can understand the text, we must understand the pretext first. Sometimes it is good to examine the background passage of the scripture. If you understand the background passage of the scripture, it is easy for you to understand. Sometimes to come, we study how to understand the scripture. And one of them is to know the background passage, what we call the pretext. 
Obasi oti nyami asima se kwa ba kwa ba faswa tese se. Hunse, edia na nane siya no wakasa nyami ka mwasem. What happened? Before that message came, what was the happenings around that time before God issued that message? The background of this passage or the pretext of this passage is that the people of Israel were in captivity. They have been taken into a Babylonian captivity. And in Babylonian captivity, when you are taken to the Babylonian captivity, it's only the wise men, it's only the intelligent, it's only the worthy, it's only the people who have the ability to help are taken into captivity. The rest are left. So the rest who could not do anything, the sick, the feeble, the children were left in Jerusalem. But the people, the people who could do better were taken into captivity. So in this captivity, the people of God were far from home. The people of God were far from home. If you are far from home, it means that where God has designed from, for you, what God has prepared for you, what God has said concerning about you, you are far from that thing. So your home means that that is where you're supposed to live. Your home is where you are supposed to stay. Your home is where you are supposed to move and have your being. So if you are far from home, it means you are far from your destiny. It means you are far from what the Lord has planned for you. So anybody who has been taken to captivity is far from what the Lord has planned for him or her. It's far from what the Lord has designed for him or her. So the Israelites were far from home. I don't know where you are far from. Whether you are far from your marriage, you are far from your destiny. Whether you are far from where the Lord has prepared for you, it means you are far from home. May the Lord speak for you in the name of Jesus. They were not only far from home, but they were also discouraged. Discouraged. They were discouraged. They were downhearted and they were depressed. They were discouraged. The three days, they were discouraged. They were downhearted and they were depressed. Their expectation has been cut off because they have been taken away. I pray for anybody whose expectation has been cut off, anybody who has been depressed, anybody who is discouraged. I'm here to speak to you. I'm here to speak to you. I'm here to speak to you that the prophet Isaiah is known to be a prophet who always told the people about their sin. He will always criticize them about their sin. He will always show them the way. He will always be hard on them. But at this time, he came to encourage them. I'm here to encourage somebody this day. I'm here to encourage somebody this month. I'm here to encourage somebody this week. That if you have been deserted, if you are discouraged, if you are downhearted, if you are depressed, the best place to be is here. The best place to be is at his presence. The best place to be is under the feet of the prophet. The prophet Isaiah came with a word of encouragement. That even though you have been taken away from your home, you have been taken away from your marriages, you have been taken away from your favor, you have been taken away from your destiny, your future has been taken away from you. But I'm here to bring a word of God to you. I'm here to bring encouragement to you. So that the, those who are discouraged will get encouragement. I'm here to bring the word of God to you. The word of God has the power to heal the brokenhearted. So that even if you are downhearted, your heart will, will find heart again. If you are depressed, you find peace again in your life. So in this captivity, then the psalmist spoke about it in uh, Psalm 137, verses 1 to 4. He said, by the rivers of Babylon. So they were in Babylon. Then we sat down. Yeah, we wept. 
I speak to anybody who have been weeping, who have been weeping, the weeping last for a night, but I see joy coming to you in the morning. I speak, I speak joy into your life. I speak joy, joy into that relationship. I speak joy into that marriage. I speak joy into your finances. He said, by the rivers of Babylon, we sat down. That's where we went. Then we remember Zion. We remember Zion and we hung our house upon the willow in the midst thereof. For there, we were carried as captive away and we required us to sing a song and they wasted us. Our years were wasted. Our time was wasted. Our precious lives were wasted. And he said, we can sing a song of Zion and we asked them, how can we sing a song of Zion whilst we are in captivity? Precious son of God, that's why I'm here. That is why I'm here this morning. That trust in the Lord. Even if you are in captivity, sing a song of Zion. Sing a song of praise. Sing a song of praise. He says, sing. Sing. Let the barons sing. Let those who doesn't have church sing. Even though you don't have what you're looking for. Even though you, don't, you are not there yet. But you have to sing. You have to learn how to trust in the Lord. You have to learn how to believe in the Lord. You have to learn how to go forward. You have to learn how not to give up. You have to learn how to continue what you are doing. You have to learn how you always have to come into his presence. You have to learn how to be persistent. You have to learn how to be consistent. You have to learn how to go forward. You have to learn how to study the word of God. You have to learn how to always pray. You have to learn how to always fast. You have to learn how always to have faith. You have to learn how always, you have to always trust. You have to learn how you have to always love. You have to have a peace of the Lord in your life. Because at the rivers of Babylon, they say, how can we sing? Because in Babylon, we remember Zion. When we are in Babylon, we remember that God had a plan for us. We remember that God prepared the land for us. We remember that God said, he know the thought he had for us. He know the plans he had for us. God said he had a thought of peace. God said he had an expected end, that he prepared an expected end for us. But why do we find ourselves in Babylon? If God said we are the head but not the tail, if God said we will give, we will not borrow, if God said we are always going to be first, we are not going to be last, why do we find ourselves in Zion? Why do we find ourselves in captivity? Why do we find ourselves in Babylon? Why are we still looking for a job? Why have we been waiting for 40 years and I don't have a husband? Why am I still waiting almost 40 years and I have not delivered? Why have I been writing applications upon applications? I've been doing all the prayers. I've been doing all the waiting. I've been doing what I have supposed to do in the kingdom of God. I've been sowing seed. I've been paying my tithe. I'm a good girl. I'm a good man. I've tried my best. Even though I'm not a perfect person, but I've been trying my best to do what God said I should do. Why I'm still suffering? Why am I still suffering? Why am I still suffering? Why am I still in captivity? Why do I live my life as if I'm in captivity? Because I don't eat what I want to eat, but I eat what I get. I don't wear what I want to wear but I wear what is available. I don't have the peace I'm supposed to have. Why is it that God promised me a good marriage, but I'm still suffering this marriage? What you need to know, that you are in Babylon, you are in captivity, you are weeping, but remember, in your captivity, you must learn to sing a, a song of Zion. You must learn to sing a song of Zion, because you have to trust in the Lord, because if you trust in your strength, your strength will fail. If you trust in your ability, your ability will fail. If you trust in human being, can't be a man who put his trust on another man. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. But don't lean on your own understanding. But in your, all your ways, 
Learn to trust in him and he shall direct your path. May God direct somebody's path. May God direct somebody's path. For who told that so? Ubrani Nemu, Unqua Sumu, Wamaniemu, Wadadjinimu. Israel for say, Babylon Subanteho, a honor your suit, yeah, a honor your Kayo Krom Zion, Adetin Kai Zion, a Radisha Yabasa Zion, a honor a warning for Sobe Sanya Ba. It is a Zion that there is a land of milk and honey. Why do we find ourselves? God didn't promise us Babylon. He promised us Zion. A radical say, Yebe a tree, Nay, Nedia. I didn't hear your dear. I didn't hear bread. I didn't know how much. Pressure child of God. The same thing happened to the Israelites. But what you need to do is to sing the song of Zion. If you are in Babylon, don't sing a song of Babylon. Sing a song of Zion. When you are in Babylon, we sing the song of Zion. We don't sing the song of Babylon. Even though you are in Babylon, but you don't have to sing the song of Babylon. Even though we live in Babylon, but you don't have to sing the song of Babylon. Even though we live in this world, but we are not of this world. Even though you live in Babylon, but you are not of Babylon. You are of Zion. You are a child of Zion. You are a daughter of Zion. You are a son of Zion. So you should learn to sing the song of Zion. They say, well, can we sing the song of Zion? Why can we sing the song of freedom whilst we are in captivity? Why will you sing the song of freedom? Why do I have to praise the Lord? Why I'm still not married? Why do I have to praise the Lord? Why I'm still not delivered? Why should I have to praise the Lord? Whilst my prayer requests have not been answered? Trust in the Lord, even when your prayer requests have not been answered. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will be upon you and God will change situations for you. That whilst you begin to sing the song of joy, sing the song of praise, trust in the Lord. God will open a way for you. In Isaiah chapter 14, this message was something new to the people of Israel because they knew Isaiah to be somebody who always come and criticize them, somebody who always come and talk to them that they should repent. But Isaiah is here to tell them that as you sit and you hang your, your house on the tree, on the willows, you should start singing. The voiceless should start saying something. The people of God have become voiceless. Their voice has been taken by the king of Babylon. I don't know what your voice has been taken by. They have no hope. They, are, they were downcast. They, are, they were living a hopeless life. But yet, the man of God says, the word of God says, sing a song of joy. Sing a song of Babylon. Even though your prayer requests have not come to pass, you have no hope. You have no hope. You have no love. You have no faith in you. But yet, sing the song of Babylon. Oh, they said, how can we do that on somebody's land? How can we sing on somebody's land? In your difficulty, learn to praise the Lord. Learn to trust in the Lord. Isaiah changed the message the message that he used to criticize them and he changed the message and referred the message to a message of encouragement. I'm here to encourage somebody. I'm here to encourage somebody that they may the Lord, may the Lord Almighty, may the Lord Almighty, may the Lord Almighty, may the Lord Almighty stretch forth his son, stretch off his son, stretch forth his son in the name of Jesus Christ. Precious child of God, when you say wait on the Lord, those that wait on the Lord, what does waiting on the Lord mean? What does waiting on the Lord mean? People think that waiting on the Lord means that you have to sit in one place doing nothing. So people say, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you means that you are seated and you are waiting for the person. Sometimes you can be sitting there doing nothing. Sometimes you can be sitting there not saying anything. Sometimes you can be sitting there doing nothing because the person said, wait for me. And you are waiting for the person. But precious child of God, 
the word of God that was translated oh, from the Hebrew to this Isaiah 40. That word in Isaiah chapter 40 does not mean you sit down doing nothing. That word that was translated in Isaiah chapter 40, waiting doesn't mean that you have to sit down. You know the waiting that says that you sit down doing nothing. But the waiting in Isaiah chapter 40 from the Hebrew word does not translate as doing nothing. The waiting in Isaiah chapter 40 means that you do something. You are always active. That waiting means persistent. That waiting means consistent. That waiting on the Lord means that you should be consistent with the Lord. That waiting on the Lord means that you should be persistent with the Lord. That waiting on the Lord means that you should go forward. That waiting on the Lord means that you should do what you do. That waiting on that of the Lord there can be compared to the waiter at the restaurant. When you go to the waiter at the restaurant, special child of God, I don't know about you, but since I was born, when I was a child up to the time I've grown up to some time now, I've never heard that the work of the waiter at the restaurant have changed. The work of the waiter of the restaurant in Abraham time has been the same time as to today. Abraham waited on the Lord. When Abraham waited on the Lord, they were passing by. And Abraham said, my God, my, my brethren, can you pass by my house and wait small and rest small before you go. And Abraham, Bible said Abraham waited on them. Abraham waited on them. It means that at that time, Abraham was a waiter. And the waiter that Abraham did to the three angels, did to the three gods, did to the trinity, the God, the Father, God, the Son, the God, the Holy Spirit. That waiting is still the same as the waiting we experience today. How did Abraham waited? What did he do? What did he wait? How did he wait? Abraham waited by serving, he waited by asking them to sit down. First, he fetched a water for them to wash their feet. After that, he asked the wife. He himself went to the pen and took a sheep and he killed it. He didn't allow the servant to do. Remember that Abraham had the servant. There were so many that he used his servant to conquer nations. He used his servant to defeat nations. The servant that lived in Abraham's house, he could organize them for war and they could defeat nations with soldiers about four nations at a go they defeated all of them yet when he wanted to wait on the lord he didn't ask the servant to go and fight the sheep he didn't ask the servant to go and kill the sheep he fed the sheep himself he fetched water for them to wash their feet he fetched the sheep himself he killed the sheep himself he dressed the sheep himself and gave the sheep to his his wife he didn't give to a servant of the wife the wife had many servants, but he gave the sheep to Sarah to prepare a meal for these three men who were God, who were going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He served them. He waited on them. So waiting means serving. <coughs> Best child of God, waiting here means serving the Lord. Waiting on the Lord means serving the Lord. is different from when you are eating at the restaurant, the waiter will come by you. He will wait. She will wait. She will wait on you. In case you need something, they will provide it. In case you need water, they will provide it. In case you need a drink, they will provide it. In case you need more food, they will provide it. In case you need more salt, they will provide it. They don't serve you the food and go and stay in their home. They wait. They persist. They wait on you. They, they are consistent. They are always there. And that waiting... Qualification that waiting profession 
has been from the day of Abraham. Abraham was the first person who waited on the Lord. And that waiting has been carried over and over again. That when you go to a restaurant, Sako restaurant so quadidia, wait and the Obaho Bayan Sam, or Bajan so became, who here be done with their mouth, or Majan Hosem, or Bashel so, Nemo de Uhian no way, Neuhian no way, and Yadia or Nunihian or Bayet, Mun or Nuhian. It is not about what he or she needs that you will do. The waiter will make sure that they will always fulfill what you require. When you are waiting on the Lord, God, we are expecting that we should wait on the Lord. We should be persistent on the Lord. That whatever the Lord requires from us, that is what we will do. So waiting on the Lord doesn't mean that your prayer has not been answered. So, so you are going home and you come later. You are going home and you come later. Waiter doesn't do that. Waiter stand by. Waiter means you are standing by. Waiter means you are persistent. Waiter means you are keeping on. Waiter means you are keeping and keeping on. Waiter means you are praying in, in the Lord. Waiting doesn't mean that you go and climb a mountain. Say, I'm going for waiting. It means that you are going to climb a mountain and going to sit there quietly. Isaiah chapter 40, the waiting there doesn't mean that go and climb a mountain. What the waiting means is that you persist with the Lord. You sit at his feet. You are always at his feet. You have no place to go. Peter said, where can we go? You have what we need. We have no place to go. So Father, I have no place to go. So I have to wait on you. I'm waiting on you. He said, those that wait upon the Lord, they that will have their strength renewed. If you don't wait upon the Lord and you are not persistent and you carry prayer as an event. You come to God when you need it. You come to God when you need it. But you are not able to be persistent in what you do. You are not consistent in praying. You are not consistent in fasting. You are not consistent in doing good. You are not consistent in the scriptures. You are not consistent in listening to the word of God and putting the word of God to work. So today you put the word of God to work. Tomorrow you don't put the word of God to work. You are not waiting. Somebody who is waiting is somebody who is persistent. Somebody who will be there listening to and obey instructions. You are there to obey instructions. You are there to listen to instructions and obey. You are not there to give instructions. If you are a waiter, you are not there to give instructions. You are there to listen to instructions. You are there to listen to the person whom you are waiting upon. So those who wait upon the Lord, they are there to listen to instructions from the Lord. They are not there to give God instructions. God says we should be consistent in prayer. God says we shouldn't grow weary. So what you need to do is you have to obey and sit under his feet and be consistent. Don't obey God because your prayer has been answered or not. It's not about whether your prayer has been request, answered or not. Whether your requests have come to pass or not. That is not the issue. But the issue is that if you are waiting the Lord, you are listening to instructions. You are listening to the, his command. Tomorrow you pray. How can it be possible that you can pray today, you don't pray tomorrow? How can it be possible that you eat today, you don't eat tomorrow? You are not consistent. You are not persistent. So those who wait on the Lord, that is the people who are persistent. That is the people who are consistent. That's the people who keep on trusting the Lord. That's why we are saying, trust in the Lord always. Trust in the Lord always. Even if your prayer request has not been answered. This is episode 7. Trust in the Lord always, even if your prayer is not about any condition. You don't give God conditions. You don't give God conditions. And today we call you, why didn't you do that? You say, I was tired. I was awake. And I didn't wake up early. Pastor child of God, scriptures has shown that anything you do consistently for 21 days, it becomes part and parcel of you. You don't find it difficult doing it. I can never sleep. For the past days, I can never sleep. And I will not wake up at 3 o'clock. Even though I have set alarm at 4 o'clock, by 3 o'clock I will be awake. If you are consistent in 
in what you do. If you are persistent in what you do, God will help you. God will come in. So you have to wait on the Lord. You have to be consistent with the Lord. You have to be persistent in the Lord. You have to pray always with the Lord. You have to trust God always. You have to have faith always. You have to have the Lord always. You have to have hope always. You don't have it today and decide not to have it tomorrow. If you are not persistent, your life will become circle. You go and come back to where you started. You start and you always come back to where you started. But those who wait on the Lord, they will have a renewed strength. May you have a renewed strength. May your strength be renewed. May your strength will be renewed. Even the youth will fail. Even those who have money will fail. Those who trust in their strength will fail. Even those who believe they have the power will fail. Even those who believe they have the ability will fail. Those who think they have husband now and they are boasting and they are not trusting the Lord and they are not consistent in prayer. Their marriages will fail. Even those who trust that today they have this. Today you think that you have money. Today you may think that you have a car but you don't know what is in tomorrow. That is why you always wait on the Lord. So Abraham waited. He killed a sheep. He waited. He started talking to them. He started engaging them. That where are you going? Where are you going? He said, we are going to Sodom. We have to reveal it to you. We are going to destroy them. He said, please, can I ask a question? You please, you even say please before you talk to your master. You don't come to God and give him instruction and give him ultimatum that God, by this day, if I don't see this, I will do this. You are not waiting on the Lord. You will not have a strength. But those who wait on the Lord, they will have a strength. May you have that strength. May somebody have strength. May somebody receive strength. May somebody receive a strength. May somebody receive a strength in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and they will mount with wings like eagles. May you have new wings. Why did the Bible relate those who wait on the Lord to an eagle? Because in order for us to understand this accurately, we must use to explain why is the God, our God, comparing those who wait on the Lord to eagle? Because the legend of eagle who live between 30 to 50 years, when they fly in high places, at the time they'll get to a place because of the uh, harsh Sun, the sun that is too heavy on them, the, the, the humidity and the, uh, and the environment, they get tired, they get weary. Sometimes they can't fly because their feathers have overgrown. According to me, a fit 30 years, 50 years, were two summer or how near the storms of life, oh, the worries of life. I felt them so much that they overgrown with their feathers. Or matter about any food too much. And because of that, they are not able to fly. Oh, I didn't know this one. You think that you are too much. And because of that, you cannot, you, if you rely on your strength, he said, trust in the Lord always. And do not lean on your own understanding. If you lean on your own understanding, you have grown feathers. If you lean on your own ability, you have grown feathers. So when they realize that they have overgrown their feathers, this is what they do. They will pluck all their feathers from their body. They will go and hide the place and pluck all their feathers. They will pluck its talons at its feet. You realize that the nails have overgrown. So the talons are also plucked out. And they also realize that their mouth that they use have also quelled, has also quelled because that's also overgrown. They also hit their mouth against a rock to make sure that their mouth is also cut short. May God cut your mouth short. May you not be talking plenty. If your mouth overgrown, you talk plenty without praying. You do everything without prayer. Everything you do without prayer, you do. You can talk. You can watch TV. You can do everything. But anytime it's time to pray, you have an excuse. You don't have an excuse watching TV. You don't have an excuse eating. You don't have an excuse drinking water. You don't have an excuse drinking uh, coconut. You buy and you drink. You don't have no excuse whether you have money or not. Every day you eat. Every day you drink. You relax. You sit behind the, the TV and you watch and you talk. 
You can even talk to people on phone 40 minutes, 50 minutes. But come to God for 30 minutes, you complain. I don't have time. I was tired and I couldn't do that. You are not waiting on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord, they pluck their mouth. They cut short their mouth. Because if their mouth overgrow, the, the eagle will cut it off. If their feathers overgrow, they, they, they would remove them. If they realize that their feet or their talons have overgrown, they will also remove. And when they remove, they will sit in one place and allow God to help them to grow their feathers again. May your feathers grow 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 again. And when the feathers are grown, when the talons come back, when their cares come back, their mouth come back, then they can fly again. So they will mount up with wings like eagles. So the eagles will mount, always mount up with new wings like eagles and they will fly and they will not be tired. They will go and they will not be weary. If you not be weary, if you not be tired, then it means you have been waiting on the Lord. May God help you. May God help me in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Precious child of God, before I leave you, I always tell you that you may think that this prayer you have been praying, you are praying for yourself. So you are okay. Uh, after all, you are okay with life. Uh, and you won't you pray again. But you don't know something. That there are a lot of lives depending on you. There are a lot of people depending on you. You have no idea. Yesterday, I, ha I had a testimony that I, 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 I knew that testimony. But the woman spoke to me from uh, Cape Coast that I was, I, was, I was taken aback. And I said, hey God, you are there. This woman was telling me that she had a friend at Cape Coast about 15 years ago. And that friend, not knowing that friend had planned to commit suicide. Anytime the friend, friend committed suicide and she will make everything said, she will hear this, her friend, calling her. And when the friend calls her, what do you know what the friend tells her? Please, we are having a church service, come. Please, we are having a prayer meeting, come. Please, she was just inviting people. Why was she calling her always? Because she was also praying for. The prayer that girl was praying, the Lord told me that. So when I went to her program in Cape Coast 15 years ago, I saw this woman. I didn't know her from anywhere. And I saw this lady. And I told this lady that your friend is connected to you. And your friend prayer covers you. Even though she doesn't mention your name in her prayers always. But her prayer covers you. Anytime you want to commit suicide, anytime you want to do something bad, then the friend, your friend will call you to come. And in this meeting, I see that it is your friend who invited you to come for a meeting. And the lady was shocked. He said, Prophet, how did you know that? Because I was sitting at Labadi Beach and I wanted the sea to take me away. I went to sit at the beach and I was planning to go so that the, the sea would take me over. And it was not the first time I've tried committing suicide. But anytime I try committing suicide, this lady will call me. Why? Because her prayer, God revealed that her prayer always covered the friend. Your prayer is always covering your children. Your prayer is always covering your future children you don't even know. Your prayer, some of your prayer can even be distributed to your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. You don't know them. You don't know you are going to even have grandchildren. But this prayer you are doing, this waiting that you are doing, even covers them. So I told the lady that as we sit here, you are going to, I see that you want to commit suicide. Let me pray with you. And I pray with the lady. And yesterday, the friend called me after 15 years telling me that I saw your picture on Facebook, Sofo, and, and I, it reminds me about what you did for us 15 years ago. I said, what did I do? So through you, God saved my friend. And as I speak to you, my friend's happily married and she is in the US and she has always been sending me money. She is always talk about what the Lord used you to do. And I told her, God didn't use me to do anything. You were rather the person God used. You don't know what your prayer 
is being used to do. So don't sit somewhere and tell me that you are okay and not be consistent and not be persistent because there are a lot of obstacles in our way that can be taken away by being consistent and being waiting on the Lord. But most of the time, those things are just, we just give excuses to things that we are supposed to do. I've told you that there are important things and there are urgent things. We do the urgent things. We spend our time to do things that are urgent, but we don't do the most important things. Things that are urgent, somebody call you on the phone. It's not urgent that you have to call. You have to pick the phone. But we are always on our phone. We are always on Facebook. There are some people, anytime you go to Facebook, you see them live. You don't know what they are doing that life there on the Facebook. They're always on Facebook. Always on WhatsApp. Always on Twitter. Always on Instagram. What are you doing there? Are there important things in your life? Those who wait on the Lord, they take sure, make sure that they make the important things in their life first. First thing first. They spend time in doing things that are important, not things that are urgent. It's urgent that my friend has sent me a request. I have to reply. Then you go there. Most of the time, we give excuses to things that are important. Being consistent and waiting on the Lord, you don't have to be giving excuses. And since we don't know that consistency can help us, or since we don't know, or since we don't want to admit that consistency and waiting on the Lord can help us, let me show you. Because success is always about greatness. And, and consistency is hard work for people. But it will always lead you to success. Even though consistency is hard for some people, but it will always lead you to success. Everything that we do, since we were kids, we heard this one, that practice makes man perfect. We have been hearing that word, practice makes man perfect. If you wait on the Lord, it means you are consistent. It means you are persistent. And as you keep on trusting the Lord, as you keep on praying to God, you realize that your voice will be known by the angels. Your voice will be known by the host of the heavens. Anytime you open your mouth, it doesn't take long time before anything happens. And 15 years after this miracle happened, this lady is giving testimony. 15, 15 years. So, brother, if it is not because I just, I just not God goes of me. If you pray, if you are consistent, if you are persistent, you cover your family. You cover all the things that concern your life. Sometimes you can pray and you don't know what you have even prayed for. Things that are in your way, things that are, were yet to happen, all of them will be taken away from you. Recently, somebody gave me something precious to keep for the person and I, I misplaced the thing. I didn't know. The thing has been with me for years. I didn't know the thing was even with me and I didn't know where I could locate the thing. And the thing is expensive. It is hard to come by. And all of a sudden, the person came to me with pressure. I need my thing back. And I didn't know where to get it. I just came and had money devotion. I didn't pray about it. I didn't even ask God about it. I didn't know where the thing could be found. But after the money devotion, I slept for 10 minutes. And in the dream, God came to me and told me that I should take, I, 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 I should relax. Everything is fine. That's why he told me and he left. He left. And when I woke up, I realized that the Lord had visited me. So it was not surprising to me that two days after that incident, somebody called me that that thing that you have been looking for, that document you have been looking for, that pressure document for that person that you have been looking for, the thing has been found. Persistency. Consistency. Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Take note. Waiting on the Lord is consistency. And your success is not always about greatness. It's about you being consistent. If you cannot be consistent and do one thing, there are some people that cannot do one thing continuously for some time. They do this thing, they stop. They start selling Gary, they stop. They sell sugar, they stop. They sell this. They cannot do one thing for... <laughs> they cannot do... It's a sign. It's a sign that you are failing. 
you should be able to be consistent. You should be able to be consistent in your prayer. So prayer must be your lifestyle. You should have the lifestyle of praying. You should have consistency. Hard work lead to success. Consistent hard work will always lead to success. So you make sure that you are always consistent. People who lack consistency, whether a store or a restaurant, they will always prevail. So consistency is one of the biggest factors of accomplishment of success. Consistency, if you want to know one of the biggest things that you can do to be successful, is consistent. Consistently waiting on the Lord. Consistently pray, pray, praying. Consistently trusting the Lord. The key to success is consistency. The only key to success is consistency. Consistency is the fruit of the tree of success. That's what I want to mean. Consistency is the fruit of the tree of success. The more you do something effectively, the more you will have a goal-minded. The more you do it better. The more you do it easier. And the more you can do it effectively. So, praying consistently means that what you open your mouth, they can identify your voice. The angels can identify your voice. As you begin to talk, they know the one who is talking. It's not somebody who you talk today, you pray today, tomorrow you don't pray. So when you talk, they, be, they ask you who is speaking. The angels will be asking, who is talking? Do you know her? They say, we don't know her. Then they will check the records and they realize that the last time you prayed was five years ago, four years ago, and now you have come back praying the same prayer. May we wait on the Lord. May you be consistent in the Lord. I pray for you that today may God give you new wings. May God give you new feathers. May you have a strength renewed. May you renew your strength. I say you have to live your life. I say the whole world depends on you. You have to work hard. I say everybody come to you for top money. Work so hard. Don't sit at one place. Don't be where you are. There's something in you that has to come out. All these troubles are coming in your life. All these Goliaths are coming in your life because God wants the David inside of you to come out. May God allow that David inside of you to come out. If God will allow that David to come out, you have to step out. You have to get up. The Bible says, Hannah, after weeping, she got up. Weeping may endure for a while, but you have to get up. You have to, you have to do something. You have to act. You have to be persistent. You have to be consistent. You should be consistent in what you do. You should always be trusting the Lord. And you should learn how to sink. The son of praise, even when you're in difficulty. Even though you live in Babylon, but you are from Zion. So you have to sing the song of Zion, not the song of Babylon. May you sing the song of Zion. May you sing the song of Zion. Even though you, you live in this world, but you are not of this world. May you sing the word. May don't go and sit there and go and don't say, I can't kill myself. Allow me to flesh. So if I hear you singing that song, I come and meet you there. I will deal with you. Because you are, you are, even though you are in this world, even though the world, that's what they are saying, that they can't kill themselves. But you, you don't come from here. Even though you live in this world, you don't come from this world. Sing a song where you come from. You come from a kingdom. Sing a song of the kingdom. Sing a hymn. Sing praises. Oh, he said, let all your supplication be known to God. Sing him. Sing spiritual song. You should know what is called a spiritual song. You should know what you call a, a war song. When you are in difficulty, you must be consistent in singing a spiritual song. There are some spiritual songs, when you sing them to me, when you play them to me, my spirit gets charged. My spirit gets moved. Even though I may be down, but my spirit will be, just be charged. And when you begin to sing those songs, all those who know, and those who know me, and those who have been ministering with me, they know a particular song that when they want me to charge, they will start singing those songs. There's a power in singing. There's a power in singing him. There's power in singing spiritual song. So even though you are in this world, 
but don't sing the worldly song. Sing a song from where you come from. Even though you are in Babylon, but sing the song of Zion. They say, how can we sing the song of Zion whilst we are in Babylon, whilst we are in captivity? But when they start singing the song, deliverance came. May deliverance come in your way. I pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. I pray for this listener. I pray for this lady. I pray for this sister. Today, you told me to pray for them. Today, you asked me to pray for them. I, I should just impart your spirit and your power upon them. But because there are some people who are joining us. There are some people who are listening to this audio. There are some people who are taking part in this program that you want to use them mightily. You want to use them gracefully. You want to use them as the, 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 this time, David, to save lives, to save nation. There are some Joseph here. There are some Deborahs here. Father, there are some Hannahs here that they will give people hope. Father, there are some people here that they are the Samsons of their family. They will deliver. They will kill. They will destroy the work of the enemy. So, Father, I pray for the people, everybody on this platform, who is under the sound of my voice, Everybody who is hearing this audio, wherever you are listening to me from around the whole world, I pray for you. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord, 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 that brings leadership, that brings power, that brings strength, that Spirit of the Lord that came on Saul, that Spirit of the Lord that came on Saul and made him king, that Spirit of the Lord that left Saul and he was overthrown. I pray for the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord that will bring you position, that will bring you position, that will bring you position, that will make you establish, that give you power to rule over demons, to rule over demonic powers. I pray for the Spirit of the Lord to overshadow you. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord should come upon you. The Spirit of the Lord himself should come upon you. The Spirit of the Most High should live in you, should be imparted in your soul. I impart the Spirit of the Lord in your soul. I impart the Spirit of the Lord in your spirit. I impart the Spirit of the Lord in your body. I impart the Spirit of the Lord in everything you do, in the work of your hand, in your ideas. May God give you ideas. May God give you plans, ideas of new business, idea of new construction firm, idea of new ideas to do and get more, ideas to help people, ideas to get money, ideas to do and give them, ideas to do and let your prayer to be answered. I give you a spiritual idea. May the Spirit of the Lord, God give ideas, that give plans, fall on you. The Spirit of the Lord, that give position, that give you a power to rule. May you receive the Spirit to rule. May you receive the Spirit to rule, to rule over your problem, to rule over your home, to rule over your affairs, to rule over that marriage. You are in your marriage. That marriage is for you. You are in that marriage. Nobody should come in that marriage and come and cause confusion in that marriage. So may you take that power to take charge of your marriage. May you take power to take charge of your children. Anybody who is destroying your children, any friend of your children who are destroying them, who are giving them bad ideas, anybody who is confusing your children on the internet, I pray, may God give you his spirit to take charge over your children, to take charge over your spouse, to take charge over your home, to take charge over that business, to take charge over your affairs. That spirit of the Lord, when it comes upon you, is a spirit of leadership. May you be the head. May you always be the head. May the spirit of the head come upon you. I pray for the spirit of wisdom to come upon you. That anything that baffles your mind, may God give you idea. May God give you the wisdom. May God give you how to go about it. Whatever problem you face in life, may you have the wisdom to, to go around that problem and may that problem be solved in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever they be put upon you that you cannot answer, may God give you that spirit of wisdom to be able to do. I pray for the spirit of understanding that God will give you understanding. The understanding he gave to, to Daniel, the understanding he gave to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, let that spirit of understanding fall on you. 
fall on your face. May you understand life. May you understand the scriptures. May you understand any situation you face, any challenge you face. May you have understanding. May the spirit of understanding be upon you. May the spirit of understanding be upon your children. May they learn and understand. May God give them understanding more than their tutors. May God give them understanding more than their instructors. Those who are instructing you, you have more understanding. The Bible says at age 12, Jesus was standing in the temple and the question that he was asking them, they were asking him, who gave this guy this, this understanding? If you already had understanding about things that he has not even grown to, may your understanding go ahead of you. May the spirit of understanding go ahead of you. May you understand things of the spirit. May you understand your dream. May you understand your visions. May you have the spirit of understanding to understand whatever concerns you in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now may you have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I pray that may you fear the Lord. May you respect the Lord. May you give allegiance to the Lord. May you know how to salute the Holy Spirit. May you never voice against God. May you never sin against the Holy Spirit because you will not be forgiven for that. May you never despise the God. May you never despise the presence. May you be able to identify the presence of God and may you ever be able to know this is the presence of God. May you be able to know that this is the voice of God. May you be able to respect the presence and the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. May God give you, put his fear inside of you that you fear and you respect and you give uh, respect to people. You respect people. You, may you be humble because of the fear of the Lord. Because anybody who humble himself, God will lift the person up. May you never be proud. May you never allow the spirit of pride to take over. Whatever pride has taken over, that is bringing you down. May the spirit of humility and may the spirit of the fear of the Lord fall upon you. As you get that humility, the fear of the Lord that is falling upon you will make you have humility. It will make you humble. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. 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 May you have the spirit of understanding. May you have the spirit of I pray for the spirit of mind. I pray for the spirit of mind upon your life that may you receive strength, spiritual strength, physical strength. May God make you a warrior. 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 May you become a warrior in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I gather this person with all the weapons of warfare, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the gospel shield of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. I put all these weapons on you in the name of Jesus Christ. May you be strengthened. May the words of your mouth become fire. Whenever you speak, whenever you speak, whenever you speak, whenever you speak, may the spirit of the Lord, may the, may the spirit of the Lord and the, the, the spirit of strength come upon you. The spirit of mind that was on Samson, that was on David, that spirit of mind that came on Gideon, that spirit of mind that came on Jephthah to conquer. May that spirit of mind that came on Joshua come upon you. May you receive the spirit of mind, that spirit of mind. May it be overshadow you, may it over empower you, may you have the enough strength. Let the word that come from your mouth be sharpened. I pray for any spiritual weapon you hold, any spiritual weapon you use. I pray that the blood of Jesus will sharpen that spiritual weapon. Your weapons will be sharpened. Your weapon will be fast. Your gift will be fast. Your gift will be fast. I call any gift that is inside of you that is there to come alive. Any spiritual gift, any gift of revelation, any prophecy gift, any prophe uh, gift of prophecy, or any gift of power, all that has been lost, all that are not working well, any gift in you that is weak, any weapon in you that is weak, I pray because you are receiving the spirit of mind. May the spirit of the Lord come upon you, come upon you, come upon you. May the mind come upon you that your weapon will be sharper. Your 
weapon will be sharper. That weapon, that sharper than any two-edged sword. That your sword will be sharper. That your shield will be sharper. In the name of Jesus Christ, may your shield be anointed. May your strength be anointed. May your mind be anointed. May you receive physical strength. Any sickness in your body, as you receive the spirit of mind, let that sickness depart. Let that sickness go. Let that weakness in prayer depart from you. Anytime you want to pray, you feel dizzy. Anytime you want to pray, you feel weak. And by that spirit that is falling upon your life, that will bring that weakness in your body. But receive the spirit of mind. Receive the spirit of mind. Receive the spirit of mind. Any spirit of weakness, that anything concerning the things of the Lord, you feel tired. You feel so weak to do. I bind that spirit. I bind that spirit. Any spirit of weakness, any spirit of prayerlessness, any spirit of prayerlessness, any spirit that want you to always be concerned about the physical and not about the spiritual. I bind that spirit and I pray that the spirit of mind will come and your gate will be active. Your spiritual gate will be active. And any gate that you need from the Lord, may the Lord bring it upon you. In the name of Jesus, I speak for the spirit of knowledge that you always be knowledgeable. You always be knowledgeable. God should give you ideas. God should give you information. God should start speaking to you. God should start speaking to you. As sometimes you call me and say, Pastor, where do you get these messages from? This message, you don't see them anywhere. Your messages are unique because the spirit of knowledge has been given unto me. I impart that spirit also upon your life. That may you have knowledge. May you have information. Any information through dream, any information through vision, any information through other people, any information you need to go forward. May the spirit of knowledge give it to you. May the spirit of knowledge give it to you. May God give you the his spirit of knowledge in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray for you that God will give you his spirit of counsel. May God give you the spirit of counsel. Give you counsel, spirit of counsel, that he will always advise you. He will always advise you. You always hear his voice. And he will also advise people. If you have the spirit of counsel, things that you have not experienced before, you have idea about and you advise people on it and it will help. May some advice you give to your company, may some advice you give to other people will pave way for you and make the impossible possible. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and may he give you peace. I bless you with the blessings of God. I bless you that today whatever you lay your hand on to do, be successful. I bless you that today, wherever you go, may you be accepted. Whatever you went and they rejected you because of the blessing upon your life, may you be accepted. Anything you lost, may that thing come back to you. May you take over whatever belongs to you. Anything that was taken from you, may you take over in the name of Jesus. May you take over in the name of Jesus. May you take over in the name of Jesus. May you take over in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the spirit of mind, the spirit of the counsel of the Lord, and the spirit of knowledge will fall upon you, and things will fall in this place. I pray that if you have been having a dream and you don't remember from today, may you remember your dream in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. And God bless you. We'll see you next time. We trust that you have been blessed through our administration. For prayer and counseling, kindly call 0244-183450 or 0266-685623. The numbers again, 0244-183450 or 0266-685623. God bless you and see you next time.